Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm really excited to have my friend Jen Fish with us today. And Jen, why don't you just give us like a brag intro? Tell us a little bit about like who you are, what's amazing about you, all the good things. Yeah. um, So I'm an empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs. And this is a relatively new title for me because I have been hiding from it for a really long time. And I just really, really want to be that leader for other women and really step into my power and own that and then show others how to do that as well within their business because business as a female entrepreneur can be really scary sometimes. So I am here to help support, guide, and facilitate those transformations with other women. I love that so much. So needed. We definitely need more women entrepreneurs out there, redistributing the wealth, like getting to call the shots in their own lives. Definitely something I'm feeling so passionate about. So tell us a little bit about you. Like what was the before of Jen? Like, were you always empowerment focused? Did you have your own journey with that? Yeah. I mean, I've always had a big, big vision for my life. Um, it's definitely not gone the way that I planned. Uh, if you would have asked me back in high school, what I wanted to do, my dream was to be this nomad living in the mountains as a photographer, as like a snow ski instructor, like anything to get me out into nature and away from a nine to five. Um, I actually started out as a massage therapist and I ended up getting injured and couldn't do it anymore. So I started working full time. Um, That didn't work out so well. And ever since I've been trying to leave my nine to five, (laughs) but constantly like grasping at straws, just looking at all these different things, all these different MLMs, um, trying to do my own thing and not really having focus or alignment with what my actual purpose was. And so I I really, really dug into like, what do I want to do? And um, yeah, there's just so many things that like I could talk for hours, but You know, I got into yoga 10 years ago, signed up for a training. It didn't work out. And then I started making bath and body products that were organic and and trying to go to school for medicinal herbalism and all the things. And that didn't work out. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, well, I'm really into fitness. I'll be a personal trainer. That didn't work out. (laughs) And so now here I am in the beginning of this year, 
I decided to totally shift gears, get away from fitness, get away from health, and really focus on me and what I wanted to do and how I actually wanted to help women. Because I knew that that was a passion of mine. So I signed up for a 10-month life coaching certification program. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And it's really digging into my own stories, my own trauma, like my own bullshit (laughs) excuses. Um, And really, really going through the steps myself. And then now I'm able to use those tools and techniques with my clients on a one-to-one basis. And if I never would have gone through that training, I would have never understood my own triggers or my own trauma. So that's been huge for me. I love that so much. Do you know your human design? I was like wondering if you were a Manny Jen. No, I'm not a Manny Jen. I'm just a generator. So not a fancy. Yeah, I've, I've tried to dig into it but I don't understand it very much. Um, I know one of the things on there said that I'm, I respond to things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, well, I can definitely talk more with you about that. I'm a generator as well. And so like the biggest okay. part of being a generator is that we need to really like honor who we are and like what we love and what lights us up. And I think we get so many messages around those things that sometimes it's like what you're saying, just like experimenting and being able to like follow your bliss and be like, okay, let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. And I think that that makes you like a really good business coach because you've been through like the startup of so many different modalities and different, mm-hmm. you know, aspects of business. It's like you've been initiated through all of those yes. things, you know, and you really get what people are going through. I keep telling myself this, you know, I just sort of like rebranded, but originally it was Fearless Feminine. And as soon as I took that on as like my program, all of a sudden I was like overloaded with fear. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I feel like I was like way more confident before I became a coach or like got visible or, you know, yeah. the fearless title. And so I think to really understand what people go through starting a business and starting a personal brand, like it's such a reflection of who you are, you know, it brings mm-hmm. up a lot of vulnerability and, you know, a lot of our, like you said, trauma and baggage and we all have it. Yeah, we do. A lot of us don't recognize it. And, you know, in the beginning of the year, when I, left fitness I was like okay this is not what I want to do because I don't want to talk about weight loss I don't want to talk about certain things like let's get into the mindset let's get into the embodiment like all the women that I was helping was like they were stuck on this 10 pound thing I'm like what is that 10 pounds going to do for you is it going to tell you you're an amazing mom is it going to get you a raise at work like is your husband going to love you better or you know who whoever your partner is. No, it's freaking 10 pounds. Like what the hell? So that's when the shifts like really started to happen. I'm like, no, like I want women to really get into their emotions. And for me, you know, I've switched my title so many times this year, but it's like, it's a title. Who cares? (laughs) The work is still the same. Appearance is one of those things that like, like deliberately, you know, the patriarchy like programs us through the media and commercials and and all those things to have such baggage around that. My background is a psychologist. So I'm still like kind of at the day job doing that and, you know, coaching biz, but I was just fighting. I have this like incredibly beautiful young woman in front of me and I'm like, okay, like 
So you really don't think you're beautiful. And I'm like, you know, really working that mindset piece. And one of her arguments was like, well, someone might like call me out and tell me like, I shouldn't be wearing that or I'm not pretty enough. And I'm like, yeah, but like, you're telling yourself that every day. (laughs) Could you just be willing to risk the vulnerability of someone saying something to you mean and catching it off guard versus like living with that every day, all day long, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, I just see that's one thing where women like spin out and, you know, obviously there's billion dollar industries that are fueling this whole thing. But I think like if women can really wrap their head around it, they can reclaim such a huge piece of their feminine power. So I love that you picked up on that in the fitness industry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, (laughs) you know, it's like, you don't realize you have all this shit until you get into an entrepreneurship. (laughs) <laughs> you just you don't you walk around and you're like well you know everybody works so I might as well work too and I always knew I had a much bigger calling because I was constantly getting in trouble <laughs> for being myself it was always you're too loud you're too much and so trying to like okay well I'll tone it down and then they're like you're so quiet like why are you such a bitch like why like me like okay I'm too loud I'll be quiet and then there's just all these things especially in the workplace that you're striving so hard to be good enough for them you're trying so hard to live up to their expectations that they didn't even tell you about um I've just had so many conversations with fellow managers on like hey you're expecting your employee to do X, Y, and Z, but you haven't even shared those expectations with them. And um, I just remember, especially at my last job, it was so, so toxic, so toxic. And I think that that's what broke me down so much as a person with confidence and that feeling of not being good enough, not being worthy enough is because I was never even given the opportunity to fail. Like I was constantly asking for a raise or a promotion or like, let me do something (laughs) besides just sitting at my freaking desk for eight hours. And they're like, well, you don't have experience. Okay. So let me have this. Let me gain the experience. Like at least let me fail. And not being able to have that opportunity I think kills women, kills their confidence. And that is definitely what the patriarchy and the corporate world creates. They don't create enough, I don't even know the right words, but they don't create enough opportunities for women to even fail. They just automatically assume that because you don't have the specific credentials, you don't have the letters behind your name, you don't have, you know, the specific degree that you're not good enough. And so we carry that weight with us for decades. I totally hear that. One of the things that I always hear and see in women is this whole thing of like, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And then when you get confident enough or you try to claim something or have good boundaries and you're automatically too much, like you were saying, it's it's like we're walking this like tightrope walk of like, okay, don't be too much. And then don't be not enough. But if I'm too much, then I'm automatically not enough. And if I'm not enough, then I'm like too much. And so, you know, it's like, it's like a no win situation. And so for me, 
you know, I went the academic route and, um, after 10 years in academia, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And that's when I started, um, my own business. And even then I still had a lot of like the people pleasing or Mm -hmm. like feeling like I had to like keep clients and like, you know, do like, like, like almost like a waitress mentality, even though I'm like a psychologist to be like, okay, like, let me keep you happy until you come back. And, you know, I'm from South. So like, I've got that Southern good girl thing. And, you know, I think especially coming online, like the good girl brand is like, not really going to cut it. Like people are so (laughs) sick of that fake crap. You know, they really want bold, authentic voices and they want you to show up real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the challenge to undo a lot of that conditioning and just show up who you are. Yeah. I mean, all of those beliefs that we have, our excuses, our triggers, our limiting beliefs, they're developed at a really, really young age. Totally. And like I said earlier, if I didn't do this program, I would have never even been able to get to the root of why I was dancing around, you know, getting into business coaching why I was dancing around a specific transformation. And I literally, so I call it the onion exercise and I do this with my clients, but you start at the surface level and you're like, okay, this is the trigger. This is what's going on. What do I really believe what's underneath that? And you just keep going underneath. And for me, you know, it started out as um, like sisterhood wounding. And I'm like, that's, that's it. That's why I don't have the clients that, that I'm asking for or craving. I'm like, it's because nobody likes me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> just like really digging into that belief and healing that. And that is something I've been healing for a really long time. Um, when I dig back and do like inner child stuff, that wounding comes from like four or five years old. So that <laughs> to take 30 years of that wounding and to try and just reverse it in one session is not going to happen. But as I went deeper into the layer, it's like, okay, well, that's not true because I have friends, like women do like me. I have clients. And then going even deeper and really like looking at it for what it is and I thought it was like, oh, it's because of my receiving. I just need to expand my receiving. I'm not good at receiving. I mean, three years ago, I couldn't even accept a compliment. So I've been doing this work for a really long time. And then again, going even deeper, and it was like, oh, no, it's my haviness. I need to learn how to just have. And then I just kept going deeper and deeper, and it came down to a responsibility piece of, Well, I don't want to show up or promise a specific transformation for my clients because then I'm responsible for that. And I'm like, that hits so hard. And that goes back to me being in high school because I wanted to be like this nomad. I didn't want to have the responsibility of children. I didn't want to have the responsibility of a spouse. I didn't want to have that burden of someone else depending on me. And that I'm just like, holy, holy shit. Like to go through all these different layers and it's taken me 10 months to get to that result. So it's just funny when people want this like instant gratification, I'm like, there's deep work to be done 
you're not going to get all your answers in a one hour session. Sorry, not going to happen. <laughs> but I always talk about like the work, do the work, like sit in your shit. Yeah. And it seems like the more work that you have to do, um, like the more work that you do, the more work you have to undo because you just keep getting yeah. to like new and new layers. So I'm like a perpetual self-improver. Um, I've done so much like, you know, therapy and then like the mm-hmm. healing arts and then I'm now coaching is like a whole new expensive version of that. Um, right. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like I'm doing a human design certification. So like I'm obsessed with all things human design and one mm-hmm. of my open centers is really about like self-worth and I'm like, oh, that's why I keep like throwing money at doing all this healing work. But from yeah. a human design, perspective they're just kind of like your worthiness meter is broken so you just kind of like have to move through the fear like you have to move through the lack of worthiness and just go for it and so I was actually like on the peace school call yesterday and it's right during when I picked my daughter up from school and so she was like having a meltdown so we like pulled over to get like ice cream and toys and we went uh in and she had picked out this like kinetic sand and then right when we got to the register she was like Never mind, I don't want it. And so I was like, uh, okay. And so I, and then of course, you know, like as soon as we got in the car, she started crying again. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I do with my worthiness. I do all the mindset and I decide I'm worthy. And then all of a sudden I like, I don't know if it's empathic or like I just change my mind or I get indecisive or I get fearful. And then I'm like, no, I'm not worth this. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> so you know, it's so funny the ways we like self-sabotage and just seeing it in her yeah. like so poignant. I was like, oh my God, like legit, that's what I I'm doing when I waver in my mindset (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy and I mean for me I I like to go much deeper than mindset Mm -hmm. um because that was a piece that was missing for me like I've been reading personal development books for like 10 years (laughs) and still spinning out in my own shit and it's like oh there's a deeper level it's the embodiment piece it's working on that root that core belief that we have on you know worthiness enoughness all the things if you're not really looking at the root you're gonna live up here in the structured mind because Mm -hmm. mindset works it only works when you're working at it Mm -hmm. so you can sit here and tell yourself like I'm worthy I'm good enough I'm worthy I'm good enough but if you don't feel that in your actual body and you're not paying attention to the actual sensations in your body of what it feels like to be good enough, to be worthy enough, to be fill in the blank, you're going to still spin in the mindset trap versus going one layer deeper or two layers deeper and really, really feeling the energetic alignment in your body. And I think that that is something at least for me, when I was taking all of the business courses, like I'm going to take a marketing course. I'm going to take a sales course. Why isn't it working? Because I didn't truly believe the things about myself. I didn't believe that I was good enough to get on the phone with someone. I didn't believe in my own transformation that I can provide somebody. And that's some deep shit. That's some deep shit. Like those are the things that I don't hear a lot of people speaking to. Mm-hmm. especially as a business coach. I think what you said about the body work is so important because we know that like the body, the trauma lives in the body. So yeah. the body keeps the score, our issues are in our tissues. And so 
you know, I love to do embodiment work and I think the body has like a wisdom that, and the heart that's like so much deeper than like how we can like spin out in our minds. So like, what's your sort of like definition of embodiment or how do you incorporate it into your practice? Like, how do you work with the body? So because my background is energetic work, Mm -hmm. um, as a massage therapist, I, (laughs) So it's funny because I would have friends like, oh, I've got this thing here. And I'm like, don't tell me where it's at. Don't tell me where it's at. Don't tell me where you're in pain. And I would literally just feel it. Mm-hmm. And I would always hit the exact spot and tell them to breathe. So would you feel it in their body field or would you feel it in your own body? I would feel it in their body. Okay. I'm a very like hands-on person. But I also have grounding practices that we were taught in massage school to not take on somebody else's energy. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I get on calls, anytime I go live, anytime I get on sales calls, like there's always a groundingness that I do for myself to protect my own energy. Um, does it always work every time? No. <laughs> like, no. But there is a visceral feeling in our bodies in our energy and it's greater than what the mind can even comprehend well can you give me grounding tips yeah so the body this is, yeah this is something that I teach all my clients and um it's a visceral yes and a visceral no exercise mm-hmm. to really understand the sensations in the body and so if you close down your eyes and you take three deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. And then placing one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. Ask yourself a yes question. So a question that you know without a doubt with your entire body, your entire mind, your entire being, that you know the answer is going to be yes. And then notice the sensations in your body. Where do you feel it? What does it feel like? Is it fluttery? Is it tingly? And just notice where in the body you feel that. And then ask yourself a no question, a hardcore no. You know the answer is no without a doubt. And then noticing those sensations. Noticing in the body where you feel that no, that hardcore no. And so that is how we can really develop our intuition and listen to our bodies. If you are sitting in fear, trying to make a decision, and you do that, and you just drop into your body, and you ask yourself the question, noticing the sensations in your body. Does it feel like 
fluttery or almost like that yes question, then that's just your fear and you should just go ahead and do it. <laughs> that's so great. Because like, particularly as generators, we're supposed to do that body-based yes and no. And I think sometimes if you like overthink or if you're just like disconnected from your body, it's like hard to feel that. And so when you took me through that exercise, my heart like really expanded in the yes. And then it was really funny because like pussy said no. <laughs> it was so that was like definitely such a great practice and I think you know we have so much like imprinting on us of like the shoulds of what we feel like yeah. we should say yes to or no to like getting a really authentic body yes or no can like, save you so much grief and like you know failed careers or like failed relationships are these things that you think like you should do but really are not like your genuine path and so you know people is checking in with body wisdom yeah yeah so one of the things I'm really into is I feel like we're at such an important point in time um where you know in my mind the divine feminine energy is like really rising I feel like we're you know 2021 is this big like kind of crossover into new energy that I'm hoping we'll bring like safety and equity and intuition and emotional awareness and kind of a nice vibe to our world and our society. Goodness knows we need it. Um, so I'm kind of curious, what's your vision of that? Like if you could just wave a magic wand and kind of change the world, like what would you like to see happen? Oh man, I don't even know where to start. That's, that's the thing. It's like, there's so much, um, I would love to see more women leaders. Yes. Whether that's in the workplace, um, in corporate, you know, in <laughs> in our government, like I would love to see more women really stepping up into their power and pretty much like smashing the box, smashing the mold of what it looks like and feels like to be a woman in society today. Yeah, and am I right that you're like a biker chick? Like, didn't yes. I see you on a motorcycle? So like, yes, I, I do have a motorcycle. Um, which we're smashing that in the patriarchy as well because when I started riding even five years ago, there were not as many female motorcycles cyclists. <laughs> Yeah. And I think when I talk about like divine feminine, you know, and even like I've had people say like, when I talk about like being able to vote for like a women candidate is like so amazing to me. And it's like, like, like my daughter and I, whether it was local or presidential, like we're like voting along the women lines and people are like, well, what about the men? That's not fair. And I'm like, well, what's not fair is like, we don't have equal representation and that's just not along gender lines, but it's around ethnicity and around perspectives Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And so until we have equality, like we need to, like raise up the feminine and so you know one of my big things is like the feminine qualities really need to come out among our men you know and we as women like if you're involved with men like you need to support and getting in touch with his like feelings and intuition and stuff and then like with you and the motorcyclists I think women we need to like develop our masculine and like be based and ready to go for it and take risks and go for what we want yes so I think there's a common misconception among people with the masculine and feminine energies. We have both. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> it's not, it's not, you know, masculine does not mean male. And feminine does not mean you're a girl. <laughs> like we have both energies. It's the same as the yin and the yang. Like it intertwines and it mixes. Um, I feel way more feminine on my motorcycle than I do 
in any other area of my life because that's me leaning into my intuition. That's me, like my core value is freedom. That is what brings me the ultimate freedom that I can feel in my body. When I'm on my bike, I'm not in my head. I'm in my body. I'm essentially like embodiment. That is feminine energy. That is me like living my power. That is me showing up fully expressed, unapologetic. And it's so funny because when I get off my bike, everyone's like, oh, you're a girl. <laughs> and, um, and it's just funny, and especially like being in, in Oregon now, as opposed to California, it's even more rare to see women on motorcycles. And so when we go on a group ride and we all get off, everyone's like, that's a group of women. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like we can do hard things too <laughs> yeah and like you can't beat wind therapy you know my um my husband is like he's really into like all things adrenaline junkies so he's got a bike and um you know like he teaches my daughter how to like do tools and then like you know he'll ride around our land on the bike and everything and it's so cool because she's getting like a very even divine feminine and that was like a big realization for me because I'm definitely like hippie-ish and boho and like stereotypical <laughs> feminine and yet I was doing a lot of masculine energy I was like doing a lot of doing I was over giving I was like all action oriented and so you know I loved what you said earlier about like leaning into the receiving and being still and I think a lot of times in business we just think like the more the better but like a lot of times is more yeah and and that's the thing like those are the things that I bring in to my coaching is cool you've got strategy We're not talking strategy. Cool. Like, let's really get into the mindset, the embodiment work and marry the two together because you can have all the strategy in the world, but if you're still hustling, you're not allowing everything to come to you. You're not allowing it to be there. And then even when it does come in, it never feels good enough. Never feels good enough because you're in this place of, well, if I hit this number, then, you know, then that makes me a good coach. If I, you know, have this many people on my launch, then it makes me a good coach. Like you're still playing that game versus letting it come to you, letting it be fluid, still doing the strategy, still taking action, but allowing it to feel really good in your body. I mean, if you're cringing every time that you have to launch, like, what's the point? I mean, we don't get into entrepreneurship to hustle for our worth and be just like what we did in our nine to five. I mean, that's, that's not what we're looking for. You're totally telling my story and I'm definitely like an overachiever in recovery. And so like I'd hit all of these big things, like, you know, I got a PhD, like I had a kid by 30, I've got a lake house, like, you know, I'd hit these markers. And then I remember like being on my graduation stage and it was over in like 30 seconds. And I was like, does that even happen? It feels so surreal. And so like fleeting, you know, and it was because I hadn't like enjoyed it along the way. And so I think that's such a like manifestation hack is to realize that like, 
you don't have to have those things to be happy. And like, if you've ever hit those goals, like a lot of millionaires are not happy (laughs) because they didn't practice the happiness all along the way. And so that's definitely what got me into the whole pleasure-based business thing. And I'm just getting such a kick out of it. You know, we're on video now, but like, obviously this is going to be for the podcast, but you've got like Bob Marley, like smiling over your shoulder. Like you've got all, you've been giving out all this wisdom. I've just got such a kick out of that. Yeah, he's he's actually been a huge inspiration in my life. Like I found reggae when I was in elementary school and (laughs) hence my business name. So I've always used the name Uprising for my massage business, for my bath and body products business. Um, And that is my favorite Bob Marley album. And it's so funny because people were like, oh, one love, right? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but have you heard this? like, cool, you can be trendy over there, like, there's way more to it over here, and that's kind of always been my theme for life, is to do the opposite of what other people are doing, um, like, my idea of a boy band is Led Zeppelin, (laughs) I was not very popular in high school, (laughs) but really, like, that comes back to the, the unapologetic piece, yeah, you know, looking at who I was in high school versus, oh, I'm an adult, like, I've got to fit into this little box over here, versus just really allowing myself to be. And I think women are really craving that unapologetic, because there are so much people pleasing going on, and it's like, if you can't trust yourself, if you can't be fully expressed, if you can't really be who you are, then, like, there's so much pretending, and, like, stress, and, like, managing control like you know it's just like so freeing to just be like 100% who you are and so I think it's great to have a rebel as a coach (laughs) you know going into business as a woman and then like creating this new version of society like we need the rebels in charge you know and it's not necessarily about the way that we've always done it in fact we probably need to burn a lot of that to the ground and just like create something that's entirely new so I love that uprising piece. Tell us, I know you're launching or accepting one-on-ones. So like, tell us how we can work with you. I do many four-week courses here and there. Um, so you can hop into my Facebook group to learn about those because I don't really advertise them very much just because they're mini courses. They're fun. So you can just hop in there. Um, What's the name of your group? Oh, that's a great question because I just changed it. It is called the Rule Breaker Fempreneurs. Oh, I like it. And then um, my one-to-one coaching, I just opened up spots. So I have spots available now. Right now, that's really the only way to work with me is the one-to-one. Or if you catch one of my mini courses, you can always hop in those. Love it so much. Well, I really love that. Like, um, I feel like the rebel archetype is such a part of this defined feminine rising that we're all going through. And I love seeing women like claiming that and working with the different paradoxes. And I think you're just definitely an example of that. It's so good to get to know you. And thanks for being on the pod and sharing your gifts. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.